want to answer a question that a lot of people have asked. Now, last week I talked about baptism. I talked about types and shadows of baptism. We went through the various types of baptism, baptisms of repentance and baptisms of death, burial, and resurrection. Basically, we walked through what the Bible says is the meaning of baptism. But tonight, I want to answer another question. So if you guys would pull up that first screen for me and just keep it on the screen, if you will, as much as you can, because I'm going to be using the screen as my outline tonight. This is the question I want to ask tonight. Should I get baptized again? Now, a lot of people have a question, is that even biblical to be baptized again? And so a lot of people want to know, what does the Bible say about that? Well, let me kind of start you on a, let's go to history before we go to scripture. So go to the next screen, guys, and I want to talk about something that happened back in 1517, right after the Protestant Reformation. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with the Protestant Reformation, before then, there was only the Catholic Church, and the Catholic, the word Catholic means universal. So they were setting themselves as the setting themselves up as the universal church. So you only had before the Protestant Reformation, other than some other some other kind of rogue groups, you just had Catholicism. And then when Martin Luther uh, penned his 95th thesis on the Wittenberg Castle, that began a protest, which is where the word Protestant comes from. It was the protest. Now it wasn't a protest against Catholicism. It was a protest against some of the practices of Catholicism. For instance, they were selling indulgences. For those of you who don't know what that means, that means you could buy sin. It's like, okay, I want to go out and sin, and I can pay for it. And I, they were actually selling indulgences. And so you were getting abolished because you paid for the right to go out and sin. And then they were abolishing the sin, basically waving their hand over you and pronouncing you clean. And so Martin Luther said, you shouldn't be selling sin. You shouldn't be giving people a free ticket to sin. So that's one of the things. Things. He had 95 uh, of, of, of things that he was protesting. And that was the beginning of the Protestant Reformation. So when all these people left the Catholic Church, uh, the Lutheran Church came into being, but it wasn't organized until later. All these people were a bit displaced. So you had Lutherans, you had Episcopalians, you had some of the older groups that kind of left the Catholic Church that still had a, a lot of Catholicism in their practice. But one of those groups was that was formed was called the Anabaptists. And by the way, the Anabaptists is the beginning of all the Baptist churches. So there wasn't just one. You know, they started off as, a, as an Anabaptist, and through the years, I think they branched into probably 100 by now, different, different types of Baptist churches. But originally, this group split into 21 groups. And so the Anabaptists is a group that said, well, the Bible says that we should confess our sins and be baptized, and all of us were baptized as an infant. So we were sprinkled as an infant, so we think we should be rebaptized. And so they believe that you should make a conscious decision to be baptized. And so a lot of people came against the Anabaptists because they thought, no, you got baptized when you were, when you were dedicated as a child. That's your salvation. Because they said, well, but it's not salvation by works. It's a confession. It's, our, it's not by works of righteousness, lest any man should boast. But we're, sa we're saved through our faith in Jesus Christ. And how can uh, an innocent child obviously is, is saved automatically, but how can a baby make a confession to Christ. So the Anabaptist was the first to say, no, we believe you should get rebaptized. And that began this whole process of rebaptism through the years. Well, 
they weren't, they weren't wrong because in the Bible, there are times where God said, you need to get rebaptized. One of those was in Israel. So go to the next screen. So one story that you're probably familiar with that I brought up last week was the was the crossing of the Red Sea, which the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians is a baptism into Moses, all right? So there was another time, though, God didn't just baptize them in the Red Sea. Remember, he baptized them again at the Jordan River. The same way that the Red Sea parted and they walked across, the Jordan River also parted and they walked across with the Ark of the Covenant in front of them, and this was the second baptism of the children of Israel. So there is another scripture foundation that there was a need. Obviously, they'd been in the wilderness for, for 38 and a half years or really 40 years in the wilderness. And so there was a need for them to be rebaptized. And some people would argue, well, a lot of them died in the wilderness. Yes, some of them did die in the wilderness, but not all of them died. There was a lot of people that went across that Jordan who were alive at the time that they crossed the Red Sea 40 years earlier. So keep in mind that this was God's way of saying, because you have gone into sin, you need to be rebaptized again. So God baptized Israel for the second time. Well, that's not the only place in the Bible that we see this. In the book of Acts, there is a scripture where it talks about that. If you guys will turn the screens again for me, and let's go to Acts chapter 19, and I want to read seven verses for you. Listen to this. And it happened while Apollos was in Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? And they, so they said to him, we have not so much heard that whether there be a Holy Spirit. Now the next verse in verse three says, and he said to them, into, into what then were you baptized? And they said, well, into John's baptism. How many of you know there's nothing wrong with John's baptism? As a matter of fact, Jesus was baptized into John's baptism. So there's nothing wrong with that. Most of the 12 disciples had been baptized into John's baptism. As a matter of fact, two of the disciples, Andrew, the brother of Peter, was one of John the Baptist's personal disciples who he said, go and follow Jesus. So he left John the Baptist ministry and followed Jesus ministry. And there was two of those in John the Baptist ministry. So he said, so he said, we were baptized into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to this people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Jesus Christ. Now let's go to the next screen. Then they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So they'd been baptized into John's baptism. Now, because they've been enlightened, they want to not only be baptized in John's baptism, but now they want to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul laid hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied, and these men were about 12 in all. So here's 12 people that were baptized by John, that are now being baptized by, G, by, by Paul in the name of Jesus. And when he does, all of them got baptized again in the Holy Spirit, which is also a, a baptism. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com, or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267, 
Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you and God bless you. And may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, he could have called it anything. He could have called it a spiritual experience, a spiritual enlightenment. He didn't call it that. He called it a spiritual baptism. And there's, there are people sometimes that have to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then later on, they got to get filled. Anybody ever heard anybody talk about being filled and refilled and refilled and refilled because you want to stay full of the Holy Spirit. So there again is some scriptural evidence for baptism. Go to the next screen, if you will, because I also want to talk about this passage where it says, repent and be baptized. So let me do a quick poll here. Has anyone ever repented twice? Okay, has anybody ever gone through a season where you had to repent again? Repent means I gotta turn and walk a different way. All right, so it's not the same as confession. Confession's when I'm confessing my sins. Repenting means I'm turning away from my sins and walking a new path. Well, the command here was not repent and be baptized once, but every time you repent, be baptized. So it would be a natural conclusion that if I was repenting more than once, I should be baptized more than once. Notice the word here that the apostle uses in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins that you may receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now that word remission is very interesting because it means that when you get baptized, you get released. So have I gone back into sin? Do I have things attached to my life that shouldn't be attached to my life. Well, me getting baptized again after I repent, I'm turning now, I'm walking toward Christ, and now me going and getting baptized again is releasing these things from my life. That's what the remission of sin means. God is pardoning me and releasing those things. Now, obviously, baptism is a type of washing away of our sins symbolically as well. But here's one more that I want to I want to show you out of the book of, Revel, of the book of Revelation. Now, this is a very convincing one for me because the Bible says there are times that you when you leave your first love that you have to go back and repent and do your first works again. Now, notice the language here. I think he's loose. <laughs> we need some fast runners for this one. There we go. We're, he's okay, mama. We got him. We got him. All right, guys. Revelation, eyes on the screen. <laughs> Nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. Wow. That means I used to be in love with Christ. I used to walk with Christ. I've left my first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have, what's the next word? fallen. Wow. Is it possible to fall from my repentance? Is it, is it possible to fall? Listen, I, I love scenes like this because it means that new people are coming to church and that means here's a kid that's trying to be, what is this place? Anyway, I love it when we hear, we get to see people just kind of learning how to, you know, after a while I had, I had a couple of rappers that got saved one time and they were break dancers and every time worship would break out, they would get in the middle of the floor and break dance. They literally did that every service. 
it got so much attention, I had to give them their own spot off to the side because people wanted to watch them worship instead of worshiping. So I gave them their own spot. And after a while, one of them fell in love with a girl and got married. And I saw them walk in one day with a Bible under their arm. They'd taken their hat off. They'd had their hat on backwards. They'd taken that off. And I'm thinking, man, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to really miss these guys break dancing because they were just coming to Jesus, man. And it was like they didn't know how to act. And that's okay. We're all learning how to act anyway, right? Amen. So mama, don't worry about that, baby. We're good with it. We're good. We're going to work with you, man. He'll figure it out sooner or later. Don't you be embarrassed by that. All right. Well, this scripture, one more and we're done. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. Left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have what? Fallen, fallen, fallen. Repent means turn around again and do your first works. And some versions say over. All right, some versions of scripture. So go back and do your first works. What were my first works? Repent and be baptized for the remission of my sins. So what is he talking about? I need to go back and do my first works because I've fallen from where I was at. And now I need to repent and do those again. He said, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. So he's talking about, again, going back and doing your first works or being baptized again. And then I'm gonna talk about one different kind of baptism that we're gonna actually do tonight. So let's go to the final one there. And it's, the, it's a healing baptism. Now this is not a repentance baptism. This is a healing baptism. So in the story, in, the, in, the, in a story in 2 Kings chapter five, Naaman, who is the captain of the king of, Assyria, uh, king of Syria's army. So he was the general in the army serving directly under the king. But privately, no one knew this, he had leprosy. And he was hiding this under his armor. And when they had captured a, a, a city in Israel, they took an Israelite girl as a, as a slave girl, and she was waiting on them in their house. And one day she saw him taking off his garment, and she realized that he had leprosy. And she said to them, she said, I know a man who can heal you of leprosy. His name is Elisha. He's a prophet, and he can heal you of leprosy. And he, he, he asked him to come to his house, and, and he wouldn't come. So he shows up in front of Elisha's house with his entire army. I mean, what kind of prophet did he think he was? He must have heard about Elijah, his predecessor, calling those balls of fire down of heaven on an army. I don't know. But he shows up with a whole army at the old prophet's house. The prophet didn't even go out and talk to him. The prophet said, he sent his servant. He said, Gehazi, go tell him if he'll go dip seven times in the Jordan River, he can be healed. And he came back and he said, wait a minute, we got clean water here. Why do I have to go all the way to Israel and dip seven times in a muddy river when we've got clean rivers right here, right down the street? And he said, you don't want it. You don't have to do it. It's just an act of obedience. And he thought about it and thought about it and he turned that army around went all the way down to to Israel and got in the muddy Jordan River he dipped the first time nothing happened second time nothing happened but when he come up the seventh time his leprosy was completely healed because of this because seven is the number of completion this program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand his kingdom around the world.